The journey with the gig economy thing, obviously, I mean, we're living in it. When we launched uh, Beach Coders Academy, it was kind of this whole thing that I felt a big shift in the whole energy of the world and the economy itself. And it was like, tech is now upon us. And this was, this was going back 2014, 2015. Obviously, the millennial generation was kind of coming of age. And they were like, hey, we can do all this stuff. Like we can, you know, we could put a USB on it. We could, you know, make this internet of things. We can solve all these problems with software. And, and it really was like, when you go back to where they were talking about extending yourself virtually, there's really no better way to do it than through, it's the mindset thing first and, and adopting all that. And that's really what the book talks about is getting the psychology together, which Personally, I, I studied for many, many years. I, I just found that working in the entertainment industry and, and, and all the things that I was doing, you know, the biggest challenge was like interpersonal dynamics, you know, and how to really handle that. So I put all my energy into that. It was like health and, and, and well-being to kind of like clear yourself and then getting this tech of the mindset stuff and, and psychology and interpersonal dynamics. And then now, now, now you're set with that, that kind of handles all of your how you can relate to the world, how you can, you know, greet people, how you can build relationships, that kind of thing. Now add the technical training and you become kind of unstoppable. You can empower yourself with a million software platforms out there that are, even these ones that are drag and drop and stuff, there's still like a technical capability there that has to be in place. But if you add that extra layer of the technical capability and coding and whatnot, it really opens you up to a, a, a whole nother level of, power whether it's everything from the blockchain to these coins and you know and the bitcoin type of thing or cryptocurrency space decentralized finance and then all the way into sort of regular things that are just web development websites i mean anybody's got like what is your what's your background what do you what what kind of business or or thing are you doing what what kind of products you working on recently i've been doing entertainment consulting and I started putting together computers. I was very efficient with that. So from there I transitioned over to the programming side and I started programming in SQL at like .NET and um, like VB.NET. Mm-hmm. I think it was like the 2005 edition and I got pretty proficient at that. So by the time I graduated high school, I, I could have went to college and finished it. But instead I said, I don't want to be a geek. <laughs> I want to go to Musicians Institute in Hollywood. So I ended up uh, following my musical passion, went to the Musicians Institute, uh, graduated with an audio engineering certificate, uh, went on tour as a musician with this girl that I met. Nice. Um, at course. the time, we did an open mic, got booked for uh, a couple of shows. The next thing you know, we're on the road, fell in love, had a baby. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, okay, now, now I went from uh, living in a rehearsal space to having a baby on the way just got off course. So I opened up a bigger studio, invested all my money in professional equipment. And I started a production company and I started working with artists. I was writing, I was playing the music, I was recording, I was managing, I was booking them. I was doing everything at 20 years old, yeah. overwhelmed with the world. And, uh, and it got to a point where unfortunately my father passed away and my ex left me a couple of days before that. And she thought I was cheating on her with uh, Lindsay Lohan because I was snapped in TMZ <laughs> after a gig. So it was just like, <laughs> it was so chaotic. Um, but, you know, through that dark depth of, of falling and, and losing the, all that stuff, I really found, you know, found out who I was. And I built my character up and I realized that, you know, I do have something 
um, valuable here and, and it's so diverse. I could never put a hat on it and say, hey, my name is Kevin Allen. I'm a producer. I'm an engineer because I did so many things. It's just trying to do everything I possibly could. And it went well, but it got to a point where I had to back up and say, either I have to hire people or I have to work for somebody. So I tried hiring people. And, you know, just like everyone else, you get screwed over by your friends and people (laughs) in Hollywood and and you get a little bitter. So I went through that. And and then afterwards, I realized I don't need all this overhead, all this craziness. I'm just going to start consulting with people on a project you know, basis. So that led me to starting my, my consulting from uh, about a year ago after I went to Israel for a religious uh, experience. I'd never been. I wanted to see family I've never met. And I ended up getting pulled in recording studios and throwing a music festival. And it was a great time. But uh, coming back to America, I said, I, you know what, I, I really got to find balance here because there's so many great ideas. Like you're saying, if you're equipped with the programming knowledge and the technical side, all these great ideas you can make into apps. You can empower yeah. people to have their own businesses. You can make your own business. And You said you're in Brooklyn. You're, in, you're back in New York right now. Yes, I came up here. One of the artists that I was helping manage in Israel had a show up here in Brooklyn. So I came up here, helped out with the show, and then I had like five or six other different types of artists. Uh, one's a, a drawer, one's a comedian. Two of them are comedians and uh, the other two are, are musicians. So, you know, I'm working with some people. I said, I'll give it a month up here. I'll try it out. And, uh, you know, we'll keep it moving. But I'm always open for opportunity and especially like mentorship. It's so key. You know, everyone thinks they got it and they're, they're young and there's no people that understand, you know, the, the new age and the old age. But the more observant, as an observant Jew I became, I realized everything, nothing's new under the sun. And more so, we lost the art of of storytelling, and that came from mentors. That came from the older people. You know, we used to sit around a a fire, and and they would tell stories, and they they had so much meaning and impact that I I said, you know what, I really need to, I'm on that search for a mentor and someone who, who understands it. I remember speaking with you before about your journey through music, transitioning into the tech world and, um, and other, you know, businesses in which you, you know, you manage money, you're still doing things, but it's still that creativity that you never lost. And I, and I appreciate that with, with you. What I really like about your story is you told me that, you know, you had this great experience with the girl and the thing and, and then it kind of like all this stuff sort of fell apart. You know, you had to, you had to, you know, go back and, and deal with your family and the, the sad, you know, passing of your father and everything. But then the breakup because of this miscommunication or whatever. And you said, you know, you kind of had to pick up the pieces and you don't really wish it upon people. But when that kind of stuff, when the catastrophe or, or whatever you want to label it, when this massive shift happens in everything that you know in your life, it, what you're left with is like you. It's like, well, okay, who the heck am I now? Like you, you lose your identity really because it's all right. external. And I'll tell you that very much happened in the entertainment world. And it was my decision. I saw the writing on the wall in 2013. I was like, with what's happening in social media, what's happening with tech, and it's everything right. the independent artists wanted. They've got democratization. They've got de- decentralization. They've got direct connection to their artists. And it's like, okay, now you're on your own. But when the day that I decided, I was like, that's it. You know, people were kind of turning their heads like, well, wait a minute, you're the guy. Like, you're the executive. It's like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, just not doing that anymore. And they're like, oh. 
And they would pause for a minute. It's a funny story. They'd pause and they'd be like, oh, well, is there somebody else I could talk to over there at that organization? I'm like, dude, you know, there's like two of like, us yeah, here. You're disposable. Huh? Yeah, like all of a sudden they're just like, oh, okay, like like the Truman Show when when it finally ends and they they turn the channel. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was exactly that. And uh, but so then you start to realize that the 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 core to truly have not necessarily control because control is is an illusion, but if you have certainty or center, it starts from within. And so empowering yourself with knowledge, empowering yourself with capability, empowering yourself with certain and stability to say, hey, I can handle it. And when things come up, these are opportunities and to set your, your mind to that. And also, like you're saying, nothing new under the sun. I continue to listen to even the same, well, you would think like the same old tired, repetitive Hey, here's the 10 habits of, 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 of billionaires, or here's the, the seven steps of success or whatever it is. And like, every time you hear it, you're a little different and you hear yeah. it again. You're like, Oh, I got it. Yeah. And there's something yeah. new. It lights up. It's good to keep that refreshed. That's what I realized that we just have to remember. And what is remember to become a member again, Yeah, you know? And, and I think through that every day when I'm, I, I have a couple clients that every day I'm kind of just trying to motivate or, or remind them about certain things. And it does. It's like the same message keeps coming up, even in, in my own life. You know, I, I'll get the same message. Sometimes a triumph, sometimes a tragedy, you know, but you know, I'm always realizing that there's that thing I have to learn. For me, it's attention to details. I would definitely uh, agree. The benefit you have is is that that upheaval in your life. It opened your eyes to like it's up to me and and I choose. I, I try and bring it down to a very elemental thing. And those upheavals in life, they bring you back to those elemental things. Like I know for myself, externally, I'd be saying, "Oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to make it through that." And there's all this external stuff. And then you're just like, okay, hang on. Let, let me let me just continue to zoom out until I get to something that's like real. And it's like, well, I'm breathing. All right, good. Let's start with that. Breathing. I'm I'm able. I can move. I'm I'm able bodied. And that's a gift, you know? And and then you kind of rise up the levels from there and you're like, hey, I got a lot. And then you can confront all this like external noise. And I'd be curious to hear, like, what what sort of insights happened for you when you did make that journey to the to the motherland and all that? Tell, tell me about that. Yeah, that was really amazing because I said, you know what, I'm going here. I'm not telling anyone who I am that I do music or anything. And um, I went to this thing called a yeshiva, which is like a, a Jewish school, and it was kind of like a leadership program for people, like between college, like you know, eighteen and thirty. And I just heard the most amazing stories. It blew my mind because I love comedy. You know, I love storytelling as well. And these people, they didn't care at all about the fame. They didn't care about, and they were probably the most funny people. <laughs> you know, I'm like, wow, there's so much depth within their stories. And, and they found a way to make it funny to just realness. And, and what do people, what do I need to hear? Yeah. And, and through hearing these stories, I felt very empowered and I realized that I cannot give the power to, to people. I have to I have to realize that this is what's right. So how do I incorporate this with what I'm doing in America? You know, how do I how do I incorporate such a good message in an industry that doesn't seem to care for it? And I realized it's really about the people. Like if you have good music, it's undeniable. 
to get a, a record deal and to get that out there, that's a that's a different game right there. You know, I found creative ways to go about distributing music. You know, I put QR codes on T-shirts, you know, and tried to sell mm-hmm. that. And, and it was good, even with, like, physical artists um, that I work with, the same thing, put their artwork on tees and then make it that people are buying it. They're also promoting and they're marketing. They're walking around like a billboard, essentially, you know? So that's great, but, you know, I, I think me personally, I'm still trying to figure out how can I use all these talents and all these gifts that I was given. You know, I wear a lot of different hats. I always like to make myself more well-rounded. That's something I've really had an epiphany with out there. I said, most people, they work out their strong arm, like whatever they're good at. You know, I, I always focus on what am I weakest at and how do I strengthen that? So I'm more of a well-rounded person. Seeing people like that in Israel, you know, really show me that that's possible. And they're not doing it for, you know, financial benefits or anything. They're doing it because they want to be better people. They're just doing it for that the self, self-mastery self and just, just fulfillment and that kind of thing. But what I found with that piece, and again, with coaching artists over the years, the first thing I try and tell people is that as artists, you know, we already have an advantage. Like everybody has the potential for creativity, but the people that have, you know, awakened that, it's like you're already out there with so much more awareness. Like you see things. What tends to happen is that the artist is like, well, I want to do this. And then they get bored and it's like, well, I want to do this. So they, they're high variety people. We actually adopt that same thing over at, at Beach Coders that we understand that people are kind of moving through us, the, the students, as part of their journey. We're, we're, we're like a Sherpa. But on the same time, yeah, the, yeah, but at the same time, the instructors, we understand that this is part of their journey as well. And so instead of building the company to say, well, we got to hire these people and you got to work with us and you got to do this and follow all these rules. It's like, look, all you need to do, you need to give your best and give us your professional best because you're active in the industry and you only really have to stay on like they're, they're, they're papered up with us, but they only train like for that one month cycle. That's a part time thing. And then they might go on and do some other stuff, whatever you could do to empower yourself. Look, there's no time to waste. So many of us spend many, many years saying, I'm going to do this. And when you're young, man, like life is forever, you know, and but it's like you have no time to waste at all. If you want the house or you want to travel or whatever it is that you want, or maybe it's not necessarily an expression of material things or whatever it is to have that whole financial picture piece solidified, like solve that problem, solve that problem. Like, like uh, the Forrest Gump said, you know, it's like one less thing to worry about. Right. And (laughs) it's true. It's true. You know, if you could solve it as fast, especially when you're younger, now is the time you got all this energy and it's like, you know, go for it. And and you could sink your teeth fully into something that you it's, if it's about you to develop yourself and whatnot, absolutely. And you're not like going to let you down, you know, it's you. So now it's about taking things to the next step. Yeah. You know, what's next? I got, I got this stuff under control. I know how to work with artists and know how to develop them, you know, get them into the labels if they need. But everyone has such good ideas and there's all these apps and, and ways to go, but I haven't programmed in here. So I was actually contemplating the Beach Coders Academy about a year ago um, when I, after I seen your post. When we put Beach Coders together... I had combined the the knowledge of two books. There was a book called The E-Myth, like the letter E for entrepreneur, The E-Myth Revisited. And it's a book by Michael Gerber, The E-Myth. 
And that book basically just talks about how entrepreneurs are artists, creative people. They, they're, they're great technicians, you know? And then they build this business and they bake themselves inside the middle of it and then they're trapped. When you systemize, when you build a business system, and especially if you talk to a, a producer or a painter or any type of creative individual, like, well, how can I systemize this? You know, I, it's me, it's my creativity, but there is a process, there is a systematic decision engine going on in the way that you make aesthetic choices. I mean, if you think about the way Andy Warhol did it, right? I mean, he just had this kind of look with that lithograph thing, and then he had all his friends, whether they were artists or not, working with him at the shop and just pushing this stuff out. And it was, because it was a Warhol, it was a valuable piece. And so he was able to systemize that. But the two books, there was that book, and then another one, which was kind of like the business Bible at the early 2000s called Good to Great. Uh, Jim Collins is, is the author of Good to Great. And that book, he, he, what he did is he surveyed, at the time, you could probably remember, there was Circuit City, and then right across the street was Best Buy. And it's like, well, here's these two giant enterprise-level big box you know, electronics stores. But how come Circuit City went out of business, but Best Buy didn't? You know, what the heck happened? And there was a lot of companies like that between like, I don't know, Walgreens and CVS. And all. There was a, like a lot of companies that did this. He cracked the code. And what he found was that it, it boiled down to three things. And these three core things. The first is like, if the company is like a bus and you're the leader of the bus, you're the driver of the bus as the leadership, you want to get the right people on the bus, wrong people off the bus. So you got bad eggs or whatever, just get them off the bus, get them out. You know, and that ca- that carries over to like fi- higher, slow, fire, fast, you know. And then once you have the right people on the bus, put them in the right seats on the bus, which is the right roles. And that's kind of like, you know, Captain Kirk was the great captain. But then when they promoted him to Admiral, it was, it was a disaster, right? It's like he needs to be the captain. And uh, sometimes you have great technicians. You don't promote them to management. Right. The other thing was the leadership style. And it's sort of very intuitive that when you get these level five leadership is all about the business, about the business and the service and the customer and all that other stuff. Level one leadership was like the total, you know, just, just dictatorial, my way or the highway, you know, hard line. Nobody wants to work for a company like that. And so the leadership had to be in that four or five level. They had to get the right people on the bus, wrong people off the bus. But then the most important piece was the product offering. And this speaks so well to the artists because it's like, well, I can do this and I can do this and I can do this. And I got this idea for this. And I got this. There's no faster way to destroy. And that's what took out Circuit City was because, yes, they sold the same electronics as Best Buy, but then they were also doing auto installation. They were doing this, they were doing this. And what happens is it kind of dilutes your core business and it dilutes the focus and the energy. So if, I don't know, they don't have, do they have In-N-Out in New York? I don't think they have In-N-Out in New York. No, they don't, but I made a reference to it the other day and someone looked at me like I came from Mars. (laughs) Okay, so so In-N-Out only has... Burgers, drink, and fry, that's it. There's no McNuggets. There's no McRib salads. None of that. Wow, that's true. That's yeah. all they got. And guess what? Every time they open up an In-N-Out, I don't care where they put it. The moment the paint is dry, there's a line out the door with cars. And they're out there. The guys are out there with the suits, and they got the, the, the iPads, and they're taking the orders and stuff. Because people know this is what they do. I can get that exact thing, a great burger, exactly that same way. And so we said, we're going to put the system together at Beach Coders, 
and we're going to be just like in and out in that our core businesses we are a front-end dev specialty school we have distilled and curated exactly the right stuff of what is needed and we're not going to get sidetracked into like oh it's a new python or look at this you know drone lessons and all and there's a lot of these like feeder courses you'll find the other schools doing oh yeah our product is that you know you don't spend over amounts of time you spend the the right amount of time and people have a life and so we're not going to keep you there 80 hours a week for 12 weeks we're going to keep you there for the time you need to get the information with the instructors and and then you do what you need to do on the on the other side we're going to touch all the points how deep you want to go is up to you just like in anything in life and so we've stayed the core since 2015 when we opened six years later and we started with code wave code wave was it people would take a four-week class and literally we've had people get jobs at google and and at uh, legal zoom or uh, at called nasa i mean it's aerospace company I mean, wow. we, we've got these aerospace companies out here so it's just like you know it, it's you know, they need people to do this and yeah. so for us to even add the user experience it's like okay that makes sense and then we added the the js track the advanced javascript frameworks and it's like okay now we have a complete package and only like two years ago, we added the DS track, the data, the data structures, which is mm. like really sort of bringing in the whole sort of computer science piece and how to think like a like truly like a developer, how to invent, uh, you know, algorithms, how to think and 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 solve an algorithm. That kind. Of, it's not so syntax based. And then even getting into like touching into the blockchain piece, the structures of blockchain. Right. And so with those four right. powerful courses, that's it. Like we know, I mean, unless they invent something completely different, by being a front-end dev and JavaScript-centric JavaScript specialty, we are Mern Stack, you know, it covers all the bases. And so, Is there any prerequisites for the course? Well, that's the beautiful thing is that other than your desire to be in the space and your ability to use a computer in the sense that you understand to make a folder and, and, and like the core yeah. things of like folder structure, like where you'd find stuff. And again, a lot of musicians, hopefully they've used music software. They know where their files went, right? And all that. So they kind of understand the, the file structure thing or video editors. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, we start with total beginners and get them completely up to speed to where they're a junior web dev. If they take the front end, if they take CodeWave and CodeWave.js, they're considered a full stack developer in the Mern stack. So they've got their MongoDB, they've got their Node, they've got their React. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty well equipped at that point. People are doing some pretty cool stuff. We've always really been the core values about really protecting people, right? It's like, look, we're not going right. to charge that much. We're going to break it into modules. Maybe you don't want to do this. You don't know. So we'll take the intro class. It's not going to cost that much uh, time or money. So that if you find out like, oh, I hate this, you know, like I, I know how to do it. I can make some web pages for myself, but I don't want to do this for a living. It's like, now, you know, I mean, that's pretty cool. Instead of pining for the rest of your life, God, I wonder if I'd done that, you know? So when this company reached out to us that we're working with right now, I said, guys, and I kind of laid right into, it. I was joking around. I mean, he goes, no, 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 it's this, 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 this. I was like, really? But the biggest thing is that, first of all, it's a very, very affordable income share payment plan. The window is a lot shorter than most, the payment window, but moreover than anything else is inside of their uh program they include career coaching and placement assistance which is like a big deal 
again, wow. we do what we do. We stay in our lane. We have great relationships with like Triple Byte and other companies out there that, that will either hire directly or, or their agencies. But we don't get into this whole, we'll get you a job and stuff because that's like outside of our wheelhouse. And actually there's a lot of compliance around it. When they came to us with that piece, I was like, this is, this is a really, really good thing. And we can get behind this and know that we're taking care of people because if you don't get a job, that's at least the minimum threshold. Or let's say you get a job that is the minimum threshold, but it ends. It's only for six months or something. When that ends and you're below the threshold again, you don't have to make any more payments until you come back again. And after a certain time period, like the clock runs out for them and for you. It's not like you never paid it back or whatever. Like it's over. It's kind of like if wow. you borrowed money from a rich uncle who's just like, hey, we tried, you know. <laughs> and uh, Wow. No, it's an amazing, amazing structure. And if you look on the site on beachcoders.com in the footer, all the fun is in the footer, right? In the footer there, there's a thing that talks about the income share. It says income share program, and it talks about it. We're doing bundles of two classes or three classes or the four classes, the mastery track. And we are doing it as well. You're going to love this. Uh, remote online live online if people are here we do have our campus here but for live online and we are one of the only schools that are doing live online the whole time the instructor is there on a live video call with you sharing the screens and all this the whole time the whole time oh, Never, wow. you're not watching videos or anything else like that during your sessions I'll tell you that makes the biggest difference i was i was homeschooled as i you know cyber schooled as i traveled um, racing motocross growing up. And this was like, you know, uh, I'd say 2005 through 2010. Mm -hmm. So it was before cyber school was really even a big thing or anything. And people would say, oh, you're losing your, your social skills. You're going to lose this and that. And I'm like, no, if anything, it made me that much more dependent on myself to get things done and, and more resourceful to look out for things. But I realized when it was live, it was 150% better. Our thing is all about, you know, really framing it for people who really want this, it, that it's a good fit, it's incremental. And if we're going to get people who are like, look, I just, I really need this. I'm passionate about this. I need this. I need a break. You know, give me a shot. And it's like, okay, well, we'll give you a shot. And guess what? If life comes in and you did give it your best shot and life comes in and things, you know, come out of the blue that you know, there's no way you could have planned on and it just, you know, it's not going to ruin your life at all. Like you'll be okay and you'll still walk away with it. It's a heck of a lot better than what the government's doing on student loans. I mean, you can't even die and get out of those things. <laughs> I know. I know. That was one thing. Thank you. Thank my mom. If she gets a chance to hear this, but she always told me that, uh, you know, don't, don't take credit. Don't pay for things that you can't afford. And, uh, and it was very tough, you know, sometimes throughout the years, you know, I had to struggle with some months way more than others but having that mentality i i really had to work for what i wanted and i've always you know think i've been able to to achieve that and, and it, it just feels so much better when you're really working for it but yeah and i just know that feeling of of knowing that you have support and working with you know an organization that that really wants the best for you is something new to me um you know i, I haven't I, i've never you know felt that so yeah. Speaking with you, uh, you know, getting a more in-depth feel of um, 
you know, what, what you're going for, this is, it's really motivating. I've heard that before and I'm not sure if it's a cultural thing or not about the credit and all that and, you know, don't get into debt and stuff. And it's true. It's good. But the thing is, is that remember money is not just about dollars and cents. Money is about time, you know? Time is the other factor that matters. And even if you bought a house, you know, you are leveraging, okay? You are buying, you're putting a little bit down and you're, you're getting into a long-term thing, but you're buying an asset, you're, you're investing in something that is valuable. It has a high utility, you live in it, uh, you could raise a family in it, whatever. And, and, and if you need to rent it or if you need to sell it or if you choose to sell it or whatever, you know, and, and you use credit. And so well-managed credit, well-managed debt is your friend. Yeah, so we make sure that no matter what happens in life, they're investing in a person's future potential, you know, which wow. is not, it's not reflected on FICO. I mean, I'll tell you what, this has been outstanding. I'm so happy. What serendipity that you just logged on and it's from so long ago. And not, and not only that, I had a private conversation with you. This has been the top of my night. <laughs> Thank I, you so no, much. I, you don't realize how much value you provided here. So don't discount that. This is amazing that we had this beautiful stories exchange and all the value and the stories of everything that you're doing. We're going to sign off. I wish you a great night. Awesome. Without a doubt, James, again, thank you so much to continue to, to help people out. It's, it's awesome. Again, such a such a blessing to be able to speak with you this week. Likewise, man. Okay, thanks. Have a beautiful evening.